with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs on your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. W.H. Auden, the great poet, once wrote a poem describing the descent of the culture and society in which he lived. He called it after the Greek word, katabasis. He described his culture in this way. He said, heroic charity is rare. What then, except despair, will shape the hero who will dare the desperate catabasis into the snarl of the abyss, which always lies just underneath our jolly picnic on the heath. We'd like to think of the world that way, wouldn't we? Everything's just fine, pleasant, uh, happy, as he said, a jolly picnic. But we know that it isn't. There are things that frighten us, things that disturb us. Right now, we have murders and tension, disorder, confusion. Of course, we have the virus, too. Uh, people are afraid to speak to one another, to be with one another, to talk to one another, to touch one another. And these fears are, seem to be piling up. You'd think we were the only culture that ever experienced this. I remember some years ago, there was a television program in which a, a young college student was speaking to an older man. He said, this was in the 50s, by the way, late 50s. He said, you didn't have to go up with a bomb, with the threat of nuclear uh, uh, annihilation like we do. The older man said, 
every generation has some great fear invading armies, barbarian invasions, earthquakes, floods, plague. Remember, during the Great Plague in Europe in the 14th century, a third of Europe died out, and over half of the clergy. And that came back again and again. We always seem to think that only in our age, and of course life expectancy just 50 years ago was so much different, not to mention 100 years ago, and a very simple disease could take someone away, could cause death. And yet our Lord tells us not to be afraid, not to be afraid. But we have been given to speak from the housetops, to be joyful, not the jolly picnic on the heath, but a different kind of joy. I've said before, the church has had to live through this for 2,000 years. Uh, if that isn't evidence of her divinity, I can't imagine what else would be. Uh, imagine 300 years of Roman persecution and heresies and the barbarian invasions. Can you imagine being in Rome with barbarian inv- invasions from the north wiping out the culture? And then Islamic invasion. The Norsemen, the Vikings as we call them, would terrorize Europe. They would sack a monastery and slaughter all the monks. And then Eastern Schism. There seemed to be a moment of peace during the Middle Ages, but there wasn't, because then came the new Muslim invasions and the Crusades, followed by the Reformation, and then again more wars, and on and on and on to our own day. Can you imagine the people of Eastern Europe from 1945 to 1989? It's said that during the Second World War alone, 20 million people died. Stalin killed off between 40 and 60 million of his own people. Intentionally starved to death 8 million Ukrainians. And Mao, between 70 and 90 million. And on and on and on. The Lord tells us not to be afraid, not to be worried. Why? He tells it very direct. He said, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. We're more afraid of death, aren't we, in our world because we're used to living longer. Uh, Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. And then tells us how much we are worth to the Father. How much we are worth to God the Father. By the way, a happy Father's Day to all of our fathers, too. That's really quite beautiful, and we have to be able to internalize that. That joy that overcomes all fear, even as the world would like to keep us in a constant state of terror, would almost like to paralyze us, that we're afraid to move. I've known people like that. We're afraid to move for fear of what might happen if they did. And then he tells us that anyone, everyone who acknowledges me before others, I would acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. So then, here we are. We are here. There is no place where we need to feel more secure. Because there is no place where we will receive a warmer welcome from the Lord in the Eucharist. There's no one happier to see us, ever, anywhere, whatever you might think than he is when we come to him. 
Think of the person who would be most happy to see you right now. They're probably with the person. And then multiply that by infinity, and we have the joy of the Lord, who then gives us the joy that he himself possesses. And the security, too. Once we leave here, we're on our own. As long as, but if we take what we have here, the world cannot confront us. The world cannot win. You know, I was sent last week a poem via email. The poem was written in 1913. It was published in a Catholic magazine then known as Ave Maria, which many of us will remember. Uh, And it struck me because of the rather the the sadness and yet the joy in the poem at the same time. Uh, The poem is entitled uh, A Blind Boy's Prayer. And uh, if I can remember it, he said, You've hid the sunshine from my eyes, dear God, and left my feet to stumble on the way. I have not known the redness of the dawn, nor richer crimson of departing day. But I would gladly tread my darksome path, striving as best I may to do my part. If only, dearest Lord, you will not quench that sunshine at my heart. He wasn't afraid of his blindness. He wasn't afraid of the fact that he would trip and fall and stumble because he couldn't see where he was going. He didn't resent the fact that he'd never seen the dawn or ever seen sunset. The only thing that frightened him, the only thing that worried him, was that he might lose that joy of the experience of God's love. That alone frightened him. That alone was what he wanted. Well, we've got that. I mean, he never fear of losing it. Yet I would gladly tread my darksome path, striving as best I may to do my part. If only, dearest Lord, you will not quench that sunshine at my heart. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the love of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For our fathers, the Lord will protect them and keep them safe. They will always be ever more perfectly a sign of the love of God the Father for his people and for his world. That they may guide and protect their families and be rewarded uh, with the love of the people closest to them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the church throughout the world, that she will be strong during difficult times, always being a visible sign of God's light, that she may wipe out all fear from all people. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, especially our own, that they will be open to the light coming to them from the Lord and his church. They will be able to receive the gifts given to them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, 
that in their suffering they may not fear but be secure in God's love. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected that love, we pray to the Lord. For, an inc- for greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb and at the end, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, and those young men and women who will be visible signs of hope in the midst of fear, for greater reverence for the hope visible in marriage and a single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the incarnate Lord, they may then be visible signs of his love and his kingdom, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rescue unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For an end to the violence in our country, for peace and justice, for harmony between peoples, races, and nation. We pray to the Lord. For an end to this virus, for those who are suffering from it, for our protection and preservation. We pray to the Lord. And for all of us here, we may overcome all fear and with the joy that comes only from God be visible signs of that joy to our world. We pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those, the mother of the Lord, as we sing.